Really Charlie podcast. A weekly show with the one person to make you say, Really Charlie? On the Really Charlie podcast. Tune in. It's the Really Charlie podcast. Making memories last. Your time, my time, we all shine on the Really Charlie Podcast. Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. My name is Charlie Perry, your host. And today's show is um, it's about mental health and making mental health your priority. Um, I'll be on the podcast with uh, Marvin Speller, Coach M100, Life Skill Coach with many, many, uh, many, many, uh, uh, let's say, dots to his resume, you know, very educated man. And, um, I'm so, uh, thrilled to have him on in and we get to meet every two weeks. And it's, uh, it's something I look forward to, especially when him and I can have a conversation and, um, and then he, you know, when we're talking about mental health is, uh, is a pri is definitely a priority. And, you know, there's that stigma out there that we all try to, uh, you know, we kind of grew up with and people kind of just, you know, reluctant to uh, talk about it. Um, so, but we are here every two weeks doing our thing. And um, I'm just waiting for my my man to come on. He's uh, very, very busy. So, you know, we, we're going to get him on here and uh, talk shop. So there's... Uh, I hope you're actually liking, you know, what we're doing and what we're bringing to you because, um, you know, it's real important. And every show, every podcast that we have, and we talk about this subject, we are basically getting newer, newer people um, to the audience, which means that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely hitting the spot. It's getting your attention. And I truly, truly, you know, want to get it out there. If I'm talking about it, if you're talking about it, if someone else is talking about it, then we are accomplishing something, you know, we are accomplishing something that really needs to be done um, in society and uh, where we can help out someone that is struggling and, and going through some issues. So um, yesterday I had uh, um, Ron Henderson on, you know, producer, musician, 
singer. You know, he's done a vocalist. He's just done so many things over the years. And uh, it was great to have him on yesterday and where we could talk about quite a few things. And, um, you know, his his career, you know, his ups and downs in life. And uh, I'm pretty sure he was someone that was kind of struggling with some mental health. And he actually expressed it in his podcast, in the podcast you know, going through with a, a divorce and so on and so forth and uh, kind of put you in a different state of mind. So, um, but I'm going to, we're going to wait for my guest. You know, he should be on momentarily. Um, he's definitely, Marvin is, uh, let me talk about this dude, you know, wakes up in the morning, he gets fit, does his calisthenics, you know, um, and just starts his day, you know, he deals with the homeless on a daily basis as multitude of businesses. Um, and he's also, you know, he's a life coach. So people are reaching out to him all the time. So I'm just basically, uh, very thrilled and I'm fortunate because he married my cousin. So, uh, now he's in the family and it's very, it makes it that much more rewarding to me because um, I always will know that my uh, cousin is in good hands um, with Marvin Speller around. He has a Facebook page profile, Coach M100. You know, definitely that's an avenue where you can reach out to him. And uh, he's taking on clients all the time, you know, um, and I appreciate everything that he's done. So let me, uh, I'm going to give him a text and see what's going on. Um, you know, and, uh, I tried a couple of, um, platforms, you know, Buzzsport, Sprout rather. And, um, you know, I'm trying that and trying to reach different audiences. It's doing, it's doing all right. It does its job. And, um, I'm looking to expand um, and get this podcast out there um, in all kinds of directions, you know, so we can talk to people all over the world. And um, and that takes a lot of effort, marketing and doing a few things. So that's what I'm trying to do. And it should get bigger and better within the next few weeks. All right. Let's see here. Uh, all right. What I'm going to do, we have another guest coming on also, um, very, uh, um, strong supporter of the really Charlie podcast and that's Michael Sameo. Um, and you know, I'm going to have him come on. I'm going to put him on momentarily. Um, and we're just going to talk different things, you know? Uh, all right. Let's see. All right. So let's wait for my brother to get on. Meanwhile, I'm going to have my boy Michael come on so we could talk shop, you know. Hello, Michael. Hey, my friends. 
Welcome to the Really Tough Podcast. I'm doing well. Now that you're on, you know, doing well. <laughs> Good to see you. I like your mason work in the back, man. You're doing all right. Yeah, a little new design. Yeah, we um went out and got something new and decided to see see what it looked like. So it's actually, you know, it's interesting when the color gets on it, it's actually purple brick. Wow. Which is really weird when the sunlight gets on it in natural light. So yeah, it's, uh, try something new. That's nice. Very nice. Like it. Um, I think I'm going to bring back uh, my old backdrop um, that I had when we first started mm-hmm. and uh, only because I like, I like the brick setting. I, I just love it. It's just something that appeals to me. So, so how are you doing, man? Doing okay. You know, you All and right. I communicating a lot about different things. Um, so still embedded with the writing and still doing some editing. Um, I'm at the chapter standpoint of things and going through that edit process so it's as we've discussed it's been a very long um more time than i thought more effort than i thought but it's um it's it it looks it looks nice it looks promising um so i'm making my way through that good well i know you'll make it through and it's going to be outstanding when you're finally done um today you know as you know, that we're talking about mental health and, um, you know, in, in, in your profession, you know, you're probably dealing with it on a daily basis once, you know, shape or form, or at least discussing it. Um, and, uh, what is the, oh, well, let me see. I won't say pro and con, but what is the most, um, biggest problem that comes to you when it comes to mental health? So my experience with this is coming from the administrative side, right? So more so the finance piece of this. And my exposure has been that the limitations that exist and some of the, the, the challenges that exist within the environment is just getting good quality care to people and having that outreach, right? So, you know, what you and Marvin are discussing and going through each, you know, the last couple of weeks has been that particular issue is making sure people can get the right care and the budgets that exist and the challenges that that organizations have in trying to make sure they can address the needs of those patients. And, um, you know, I've had some very intimate conversations with clinical people on how they get the job done and how are they able to perform this? And Mm -hmm. they looked me straight in the eye, Charlie, and said, we just get it done because we have to, because it's that critical. Um, and I've dealt with in some with some different organizations throughout in Boston and New York, where um, those inherent issues um, with um, different levels of access and education and opportunities to get care and make okay. sure you have those people in the right positions. And I've been fortunate to work for work with people that you know really put themselves out there and. Um, really um, take the time and they really care about what they're doing. And so, you know, that's been one of the challenges from their standpoint, from the administrative standpoint is just dealing with um, the healthcare side of it and the healthcare benefit side of it with those patients and making sure they have the ability to be seen. True. And I, and I shared with you something that the AMA is part of um, which is, and I think Marvin had mentioned this a couple of weeks ago about the prior authorizations that are required for patients to be seen. 
And some of the numbers that are coming through this are startling as far as what's really taking place. And um, those patients who are abandoning care. So the numbers that came across were that if there's any delay in services, um, and it can be across the board, right? But we're talking about the mental health side and behavioral health side. It's 93% dropout mm-hmm. over in, in as soon as it, there's a delay, those patients are exiting the treatment plans. And so the frustration that exists with the provider side is we need to do something about this. And, you know, I've, I've had discussions with my dad. My dad comes from the healthcare side also as a consultant in dealing with the finance piece. But so I've actually kind of broadened myself into in some of the operational sides and the operational challenges of organizations. And when you have that kind of, when you have that kind of drop in care, that impacts everything. It impacts all the way back to their families that you don't have that ability to be seen on a regular basis and to be cared for and be able to put a treatment plan into place. So those things have been pretty startling and they're pretty sobering when you kind of get into it as far as what's really taking place out there and on top of COVID, on top of every other healthcare issue that exists within families and neighborhoods and communities, it gets to be very, very difficult for those people to have any sort of outreach where they where they hope to make an impact. True. Um, I uh, years ago I knew of um, maybe maybe uh, probably about six seven, six years ago maybe um, a friend of mine at. Um, you know, that Tufts Medical was actually reaching out to go to different communities mm-hmm. and try to, uh, you know, get out, outreach stations within the towns and cities, you know, and, and they were, and it was, uh, you know, I thought it was pretty cool that a, a, a great, you know, facility like Tufts is actually trying to do that outreach, you know, and, and reach out to people so they can get that a medical um, coverage when it comes to different things like mental health and, and actually just health insurance in general. Sure. So, yeah, um, I know, you know, some of the organizations that I've dealt with and these, and I, I found myself um, intimately involved, as I mentioned earlier, with some of the federally qualified health centers in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, and New York. And, you know, they're limited, right, as far as what they can do, but that doesn't take away from the effort of trying to do these things. So when you mentioned Tufts, I know some, some, from some of the um, health centers I've dealt with in Boston, their relationships with the larger institutions because yes. they, need their, they need their bandwidth, right? They need their, they need their flexibility. They need their um, awareness to actually drive some of their programs. So there's, there's, there's that, there's that um, really tight relationship that they have with each other, which benefits everyone regardless, right? As you said, if it's just regular general health care or if it comes down to mental health and behavioral health, those institutions have actually assisted those smaller institutions because they need them. They need to help them. True. True. Hey, Coach, how you doing, man? How you doing today, sir? Always, hey, good, always good to see you. Hey, I want to tell you something, man. Excuse me, Michael. The sure. um, My secretary, um, you know, I pay a good money, but mm-hmm. she says, Hey, I got a notification that um, you know, your podcast is on at uh six o'clock. And I said, six o'clock. And then she looked at it. It actually I put in you know, the Western time, four o'clock, your time. So I totally right. I, I messed up so much, you know. But when I put four o'clock, I put Eastern and not Western. So 
You know, oh, okay. I told these. So she's getting a notification, and then it's five twenty-four my time, and it's telling me I gotta hurry up. But I'm I'm not even home yet, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> so Russian and uh, no so worries. We we'll just take this and we'll just pipe it online. Yeah, I don't think what, I don't think anybody will probably be joining us. Yeah, it's um. So this is um. This is good, you know. I I got two of my good good friends here and um i really want to talk shop you know so um marvin what's coach what's on your mind today what's what's on your mind um a lot um you know i think um i have a lot so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna start with this yeah i think collectively our medical system is probably so broken. I don't know if there will ever, ever be a chance to fix it. And and let me go into this for a second. Um, <laughs> I talk to a lot of people from other places outside of America. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have this thing of we we like to classify ourselves as experts too much. And... You know, I was I was reading this article from five years ago, and they talked about. Um, I was reading this article. They said ten percent of all Americans are either on or have taken antidepressants, and they said they're only slightly effective um, as a placebo. Mm-hmm. You know, they can give you like a sugar cube or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> of the patients who are prescribed a medication, it doesn't work. 70%, which is high. Yes. Because you think about it, every time someone goes on medication, what do they do? They'll sit back and and what they'll do is like, okay, well, we'll try this if it doesn't work. And you're constantly playing this, this game, right? And then you look at, I look at last week, the FDC came out with all these blood pressure meds. Um, that had to be recalled. And I and you start to put this together and let's sometimes get away from this thing of logic and, and look at things from a discernment standpoint, right? Yeah. And try to put pieces together because sometimes this whole notion, and this is why I was telling you the last time we talked about the doctors, you have to challenge them because just because someone is so-called deemed to be a professional and an expert doesn't mean they are, and they have to be questioned. Um, they had this thing that they wanted to roll out many years ago, um, and and this one doctor I was talking to lately, he was like, you know, maybe you should try some type of genetic testing, right? It's not mm-hmm. widespread. And I asked myself, five years later, you have so much anecdotal information to show that um, mental health is through the roof and all this other stuff. You got thousands and thousands of people, tens of thousands of people who are homeless. The majority of them are have mental illness, right? And and I'm not telling you from I read a book. I've been out there in the streets. Yeah. And 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 I and I say to myself, it's like a lot of this stuff is broken, and it's broken because they're not moving forward things that are working, right? It's kind of like taking a a big boat in the middle of the ocean. It takes a long time to turn around, right? And mm-hmm. that's the that's a lot of the red tape. But when when I was looking at that article, I was like, 
aha, this kind of puts a cherry on top of things, right? Because what happens if you go in somewhere, they're going to give you a snap diagnosis, right? They're not going to do a ge um, genetic test. They're going to give you some type of medication, and it's a crap shot at that point. True. And, it's, and that's just about, and that's just not mental health. It's all types of medications, right? Now you got FDC, uh, FDA, I'm sorry, trying to backtrack on everything. But everybody's trying to justify it because everybody's trying to sound like, oh, they really know what the hell they're talking about, right? Which they don't. Because some of this mm -hmm. stuff, some of this stuff is just pure um, a level of discernment of like, okay, well, what is it and all that? So I was looking at it, and they said that um, though the chances of medication going up to helping, if they, if, they, if they do genetic screening, mm -hmm. genetic screening once you have a diagnosis, because at that point you can de determine uh, what's the best course of action to go. I mentioned it was probably about two podcasts ago that uh, a lot of stuff that a lot of professionals are preaching is really archaic information, so out of date. And so it's time to bring forward things that could potentially work. This is why, um, this is the secret sauce behind someone like uh, Elon Musk, mm -hmm. done so well. Because people are at a point, collectively humanities, looking for this mass awakening trying things that may or may not have worked before everybody's seeking that out man mm -hmm. and so when when i'm when i'm when i'm doing my research and doing these articles i'm like oh okay well there you go and it's no secret that this day and time we are so attracted to things that can make us better or, or do better because we're so tired of going to the so-called experts. We're, we're trying to find anything that's going to move the needle. Yes. I'll give you another example. In Los Angeles, that's about slightly under 100,000 people on the streets, right? Yeah. vast majority have mental illness. Do you know the city has pumped billions of dollars into this? Hmm. It makes you wonder where is it going? Well, you never know. Little ten percent here and there can go to someone's pocket or whatever, you know. Yeah, I was getting ready to say that it's pro probably uh, being uh, used just based on payroll. You know, people with titles, and um, mm -hmm. and then finally, when it gets to the ground level, you know, you find out we had all that money is it's not actually reduced to maybe a couple million or or maybe uh, you know. A few thousand, you know. That and you haven't they haven't really invested enough in mental health. And and I gotta tell we 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 are sitting on a giant pandemic. A giant, giant pandemic that mm. makes um that's gonna make COVID look like a walk in a park. Yeah. I'm telling you. I've Stop. been around people telling me you got all these teenagers now that are institutionalized. Now when you was growing up, Charlie, how many how many teenagers did you know that were institutionalized? In my neighborhood, you could probably count maybe three. Three. Okay. Yeah. And okay. um, but scattered, you know. It was uh very scattered. Yeah, and um, yeah. and um crazy. Yeah, and so that that that's the whole thing that's out there, right? 
But we don't, I mean, I haven't really seen this on the news lately. No one really talks about COVID anymore or the effects of it. You're bombarded with gas prices, right? Um, what's going on in Ukraine and whatever the hell else they want to put out there to kind of steer your thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of where we're at. So that that's kind of what um, that's kind of what's been on my mind because you know I'm, I'm like putting these dots together, right? And I'm like, okay, well this is this is and that, right? And and I'm saying to myself, it's like, wow. Now imagine. You talking about me? And I'm I'm researching. I'm, I'm at least a halfway sane mind, right? Mm-hmm. I'm halfway there, right? <laughs> Imagine taking someone who don't even know what day or time it is. Mm-hmm. They're seeing things floating in the air, right? They don't even know themselves from anybody else around them. Yes. Right? How are they going to put this stuff together to get the necessary help? Right? Man, amazing. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. No. It, uh, you know, I got a friend named David and he used to always say, if you want some answers, follow the money, um, follow the crisis. Right. So the money in a crisis will always give you some, will always, you know, find some solutions, Mm -hmm. um, and may create some other problems, you know, where you had, you know, a few things you were dealing with. And now all of a sudden you got the crisis right in front of you, smack in front of you. And now you you see a whole lot more issues. Right. Well, it's um, sort of like the cause and effect, right? That yeah. you, you don't, you weren't able to actually to respond to the need that existed that was right in front of you for the last 25 years. And now you have a pandemic on top of it where that totally takes up all the oxygen in the room. So mm-hmm. the mental health aspects just sort of get sidelined, even though it's been there for a long time. True. And that's something that I shared with Charlie Marvin and then, I'd like to introduce myself. Hi, Michael Semio. Nice to meet you. Hi, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, we, and I think you guys have talked about this a lot. It's about the culture side of it, right? So the culture has not been that you wanted to take it, take that particular topic and really delve into it and try to figure it out. So mm-hmm. it just felt like you kept pushing the, kicking the can down the road with this. And now you have generations on top of generations where, people didn't get help, either just general health care or mental health side of it, where it's now laboring the mental, it's laboring the medical community on what to do about it. And to Marvin's point, trying to find the solution to this, where there is no quick fix, right? So the medical community is arduous as far as how they kind of move the needle on different topics. And um, it gets defaulted in a lot of different areas, which causes delays in care, the lack of care, or just poor care down the line. So yes, to your point, Charlie, as far as money and mm-hmm. how that looks, right? So all of a sudden, the zeros start to drop off a budget as far as what's been assigned to if it's homeless, if it's mental health, or if it's general care, you start to lose sight of what's really taking place and how to actually prioritize some of this. And with the pandemic, as I said earlier, on top of all of it, everything feels like everything else has been diluted down. And um, and some of the data that I looked at that I shared with um, Charlie Marvin was a, a New York Times article which talked about the level of care and the incidence of um, suicide with certain ages and how these numbers just can't. I 
I'm not an expert there, right? But you try to wrap your head around what's really been taking place and what some of the 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 institutions and the medical societies have been dealing with. Right. They don't, to your point, they don't really know what to do with this at, at today because it's it's so it's so large. And you and you made a point last time, Marvin, on the last podcast. I re-listened to that today for prepping for this, which was this momentum that's taking place as far as awareness. But there needs to be more, right? There needs to be more awareness. There needs to be more things that are brought to the table so it doesn't disappear because it might be the the in topic now, but in a week, something else is going to push that aside. And it can't, right? It just can't at this point. You need to continue to drive that message forward. And I, you know, I've shared this with Charlie. I think the podcast you guys have been doing creates that level of visibility that's needed, right? And it's consistent. And, and it's great that you guys do this on a regular basis and you're committed to that. I think that's what's required here as far as creating more visibility to this issue. True. Yeah, I will add to that too. Um, I think there's got to be some level of um, accountability. I use this word very loosely because I think when people think about accountability, somebody's coming down with a hammer, right? Mm-hmm. That's not accountability always, right? That's a form of accountability. I think accountability is that awareness around it. We all have bad days. We all sometimes not feeling ourselves, right? And and I think this is kind of a uh, a vast feeling amongst many, right? And you see it all the time where people just they just seem like they're just going about their day and they may have something really, really plaguing them. You can see that person on the highway drive by you going damn near 200 miles an hour, right? Mm-hmm. And they're you know, flipping you the bird or something and somebody's just downright rude and nasty to you, right? I'm sure they got something too. Well, the person that just disappears for a couple of weeks, oh, I'm just going through something, right? Now, they may not be from a clinical standpoint um, uh, have a condition of one of the big five, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what they do, right? And the more and more articles I read, it's more than just five. It's hundreds of things that we all go through, right? But they only want to narrow down the five, right? These are the five that can get you institutionalized, right? Or someone that deems you crazy, right? These are, These are the things, right? But I think collectively in certain um, communities, people don't want to talk about it. People don't want to deal with it. They'd rather just stick that person in a closet somewhere, act like this person never existed. And I always say this. Fine, you can play this ignoring game until it lands in your doorstep. Because mm-hmm. I see that all the time. And Charlie, you and I talked about it, right? Certain communities don't want to deal with this, right? Now, you have a bunch of guys on here, right? Got three guys on here right now, right? We brought a hundred on here. Charlie, we brought a hundred on here, right? Yep. And you start talking about women and how much they can shake themselves. Man, you have a whole bunch of people lined up. This these are certain topics that people want to take to throw them away. Or there could be things that go on that people don't want to deal with, right? And Charlie. You and I talked about that. You've talked about that with Kristen, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow. Because my thing is that we we live in such a time of awareness now. It is totally inappropriate not to deal with issues. 
I'm sorry. That's just the way I'm wired. That's the mm-hmm. way I was raised. Just because you don't deal with an issue doesn't mean it's not there. True. And 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 I think this is where I think about um, Charlie. We were talking about last time, um, Melinda Pereira. Mm-hmm. I was there thinking. It's like I'm tired. I'm gonna bring all this stuff up because I'm tired of this stuff happening. And this is what I say about accountability. You can no longer you can no longer pretend things don't happen. They don't get solved by ignoring them. They get solved by dealing with them. And sometimes when you deal with things, it's ugly and it doesn't feel good. And it may piss a whole lot of people off. But so what? Mm-hmm. It is. I talked to a friend earlier today and we were talking about that. You know, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to talk to you about the, you know, whatever's going on. And you may get aggravated with me. And you may be frustrated, angry, not really want to talk to me again. Mm-hmm. But I can live with that because I actually told you. I bring it to the forefront. And um, and my friend, he has the same philosophy, does the same thing. He said, you know what? I may hurt your feelings. You may get upset. But um, the bottom line is, is, is someone's going to say it. And I'm not going to wait for the next person to say it. I'm going to do it. That's why I love what you do, and you've always done it. That's why it's like when I was thinking about this mental health thing, you know, I remember you and I would talk. I was on your podcast a couple of times. I was like, he's the one. You've got tons of um, dealings in the community. Charlie, you're there for people. Just one hell of a dude. And it's like. Thank you. You too. Yeah. I thank you, my brother. And And it's like one of these things where it's like my thing is like, I was thinking to myself, I got tired of last year people hemming and hawing and crying about how things were. And I was like, well, stop talking about the problem and talk about what you're going to do or what you can try to do, right? That's the only way it gets solved. And anything outside of that is really, in my opinion, adolescence behavior. Charlie, I ever tell you I ran preschools for almost nine years, 12 of them? Yes, I remember okay. that. And, and I think about some of the behavior that uh, really younger children have, right? Those things you're supposed to shake it off as you get older. Exactly. Right? I'm listening. That's oh, okay. So, you know, when, when I was, um, you know, when I was looking at how things were, I was like, wow, that is a dysfunctional dysfunctional way of going about doing things, sweeping things under the rug, acting like things don't happen, not talking about things that people don't seem as as enthralled about, as opposed to talking about the latest gossip or what's happening in the news in terms of like things that uh, get people going, whether it's like the Kardashians or something else, right? That's great. There's a time and place for all this stuff. But in order to, in my in my humble opinion, to get to a certain place, you, you have to deal with some of the things that um, I would just say they just probably just suck to talk yeah. about. True. And it, it's um, sometimes we in society, well, people are getting, you know, parents are younger and younger. Um, yeah. And uh, sometimes Excuse me, fellas. I just had another laptop go down, so 
Okay. But no I'm problem. good, you know. The um yeah, so you know, we got parents that are young and trying to grow up, you know, but they're a parent, you know, mm-hmm. and it gets real difficult because they're experiencing things for the first time and um you know, and then they got a child, you know, so now they experience and something else, you know, whether it may be, you know, the issues of mental health or, or just growing up and not knowing how to take care of. I mean, how many people you come across in your lifetime, both of you, where they didn't know how to heat up a bottle, you know, yeah, you know, or, or change a pamper. Or, um, uh, but, um, Michael, I want to um, talk to you about this. Um, mm-hmm. Excuse me, Marvin. The um, as an administrator, um, and you're coming across an issue where someone is uh, experiencing mental health and may not be a, be capable of doing a job um, because of their mental health after everything's said and done and say it's on a um it's on a good note their recovery is is on the plus side you know uh what i found is that once you get that you know that label as being someone that went through some mental health issues sometimes businesses companies you know hold that against you sometimes um, and, uh, I don't know if you came across that, you know, or anything, but that's the one thing that people get afraid, especially in my profession, you know, when people are going through things, you know, they were afraid to speak up and explain what was going on because they knew later it was going to be held against them, whether it's, um, you know, in, in cases of promotions, um, it was, it was that kind of n- negative thing you know so i don't know how you would deal with that situation and and you know as far as being an advocate for that person to say hey you know they're they're better you know let's give them a shot give her a shot yeah i haven't you know to be fair right when you're dealing with this as at a director's level or a vice president level um there's that piece of this where there's privacy to this, right? So whatever issues they're going through, regardless if it's mental health or if it's just medical, right? So if it, there's HIPAA things that you have to make sure you can take care of and you take and that helps that helps the employee, right? So you want to mm-hmm. you want to be the advocate for that for that particular person or persons. And you go through the right steps and you try to make sure that you can create that flexibility for that particular person that they can be treated, right? You want to make sure they get the right care, you give them the right time, and then as things progress, you hope they return, right? You hope they can return. And um, in my experience, when I've had to deal with anyone that's been going through that, it's that I approach it as how I'd want to be approached, right? So if I was going through this, what what would be my expectations as far as how I would be treated? And I want to make sure I'm fair to that person, right? I am not coming from it from the, the background where things are being held against someone or the, their medical history um that's not something that i would ever include right i want to make sure that that person's okay right mm-hmm. is that person able to get the treatment that they need 
Are they being treated fairly by the organization? And I want to be that advocate for that person because, you know, in my situation coming from the administrative side of things, I'm working with them pretty closely and I'm working on projects with them where I'm working shoulder to shoulder with them. So there's not much I don't know about some of the people that I've worked with. So when something comes up, whatever it is, you want to make sure you understand, you listen, and you can respond to them. And you want to make sure you're being fair to them. Right. And you, and you hope you get the same, you get that, that reaction back from them also. Um, and again, I'm going to follow the rules that have been put in front of me, but I'm also going to make sure that they know that I'm there, right. That I'm present for this. And I hope, and I've, I've, I've worked with, and I've been mentored by some very talented people and I follow their lead. You know, okay. when I was coming through all, when I was learning and coming through the, um, the, the field that I, that I chose, I saw how the men and women that I worked with, how they responded and I followed their lead and I completely understood. And I saw the reactions that those people that they were intimately involved with and how they responded. And I've had pretty good success with that. I've had, I've had some really good working relationships with people that have gone through some things that coming out the other side, they were better and some weren't right. Some weren't and you still have, and you have to kind of work through that with them too. Right. So not everything comes out that it's a success story, but it's successful that you've made sure that the organization myself treated them fairly and made sure they get the right help that they needed. Right. Because it's just sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, but again, you want to make sure you're there, that you understand and you, you're communicating with them and you want to make sure. And again, I'm kind of repeating myself here that I wanted to make sure that I if, if I was going through that, what would be my expectation, how I'd be treated. And I just wanted to make sure I follow that path. Good. Um, coach, you have, um, you have, uh, you know, business plan about your resource center, you know, and, um, uh, you, you and, um, and your wife are, are doing amazing things and many things. Thank you. When it comes to this resource center, you know, mm -hmm. how are you going to, um, kind of delegate things, because you can't be in all these places and you're, you're a man of many places and many titles. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, how are you going to delegate this, you know, because you can delegate it to someone, but it does that man or woman have the, the capacity or compassion that Marvin and Kristen Speller have, you know, and, uh, yeah. Um, thank you. That's a great question. And, I think you have to have people around you, uh, like-minded people. Um, I worked corporate America for over 30 years and I had to knock on wood, but I, I've been pretty successful finding good people. Good. Um, that's always in my mindset going into a job, not a promotion, um, but just surrounding myself with talent. Um, and hopefully they're far more talented than me, right? I've been very lucky over the years. I found people that were clearly more talented than me around me, right? And so that that's the whole thing. And I think uh, that happens to be one of my gifts of finding people, good people around me, right? And, you know, I was, I was mentored at one point by the CEO of Starbucks. He told us in a room one day, he said, lead and get out of the way. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. Yeah. and um, Very nice. He, you know, he used to be my 
uh, when I was a store manager at Starbucks for a short time and I became a district manager, he was my district manager and he's still one of my closest friends. And he said that statement, uh, lead and get out of the way. And I was thinking, oh yeah, that's what Oren Smith told me. Mm-hmm. Oren Smith was a brilliant man. He was the CEO of Starbucks. He was also on the board of Disney, University of uh, Washington. I mean, he's just a brilliant man. And, and that whole, that one thing stuck with me, finding good people. I truly think that more things in this planet that go on every day, more po- far more positive and negative. And I think that there's a unhealthy message that goes out here. There's so much going on. I don't believe that. I think the things that are going on need to be dealt with, but there's so many great things that go on. And I think it becomes a trickle down effect of finding good people or people, more people wanting to do good things because the projection that's out there is that there's so many bad things happening. So it's all about finding good people, man. And and I, I, I feel there's enough people. Every time we talk to somebody about what we do, they're like, how can we help? That's mm-hmm. simple, man. And I think we all, we always approach it of a level of sincerity that, you know, it's time to help people. It's time to get this moving. And, and, and I think a lot of people want to help that. I really do. And, and I think we've been very, very fortunate. I mean, last year we donated over a ton of food, like uh, a little bit under that in terms of um, clothing uh, and, and water and stuff like that for the homeless population. Right. I didn't. I didn't do the vast majority. I had people that supported us with that. So I really think. Um, I think people want to do good deeds. I just think sometimes they need an avenue to do it. And I think if we can continue to have that out there, I think the difference will be made. Good. Now, um, you know, obviously, you two uh, on Facebook together communicate from time to time, and um. I hope uh, that you guys continue to speak to each other and communicate because one thing that both of you are teaching me um, on a weekly basis is, is your intellect, you know, and, and, and your compassion. And I, I see the compassion in amongst both of you that, and I think of something like this with mental health, you two really, really need to get together and, and, and share some good things, you know, because uh, you're like minds, you know, just like you said, like minds, you know, you're very compassionate about some of the things that you're doing. So, um, and I think that you two uh, definitely should should collaborate on a lot of things. That'd be great. You you ever, you ever heard that song, Earth, Wind, and Fire Fantasy? Mm-hmm. Sure you have, right? Yeah. And it talks about you'll find others or like you that's really that what that song is about I, I really think when you when you start to change how you think in your vibration that's what you meet you, you you're gonna meet like like meets like no matter where you're at it could be on a bus stop it can be subway a plane walking down the street when when you're especially when you're very in tune with your own vibration you start to come across people who are like-minded but as long as you stay in your own path and um, my mom says this statement is in my mind, uh, to thine self be true. Mm-hmm. And that means so much to me, that statement. That's good. It, it's, uh, it's that earwig, you know, 
mom, you could and and y'all saying it right now, but it, you heard it in your mom's voice. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, it's, yeah, it's um, you, and there's so much we can all learn from each other, right? Yes, and that's what this is about, honestly. So, and I'm glad I finally got Michael on this 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 pot this segment this podcast, you know, and um, because you know it's just everything that he said today is so so important and um i'm glad that michael i'm glad you're here and um spreading the wealth spreading the knowledge um and and continue to do what you're doing you know just happy to contribute i'm just happy to be part of this i've i've been i've been the fly on the wall while you guys have been working through this um, I've shared, a, you know, a lot of information that I've come across and, and as going back to what Marvin said a couple of weeks ago in your podcast about this momentum and all of a sudden there's all this information out there regarding mental health. You just have to just kind of be in tune to what you're, what's around you. And I'm just, you know, I'm reading the New York Times. I'm reading the Wall Street Journal. I'm reading the Washington Post. And there's articles of information all of a sudden to Marvin's point in the last month, month and a half. It just started to appear. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got wrapped up in it because I'm listening to you guys as far as what you're trying to do and create that awareness and create that visibility to this topic. Um, but it's not being, you know, I'm, you know, it's, it's something that I was surprised to see all of a sudden and how in depth it is and how much there is the data that's starting to support this typical, typically just typical discussion, um, which is nice, which you start to see some, not that you needed to create any sort of validity to it, but it's there. And you start to see what's really happening in your communities, in your neighborhoods, and sometimes in your families, um, and those impacts. Yeah, you know, and I have some just wish list items out there. I just wish they would. Um, okay, you have to give information out, right? When you talk about COVID and all that, collectively, right? But you, if, if they could do. I talk about the great things that people are doing, how people are donating, helping. They took an elderly woman, had her across uh, the street for groceries. Someone went to Starbucks and they paid it forward. These are the things that make you feel good. And this is the thing that, as a coach, I talk about all the time. You feeling good is your birthright. Mm-hmm. Do not get this confused here, right? You are at your best when you feel good, man. Think about it. Think about anything you ever did in life. Where were you at your best when you felt good, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, think about. It. I mean, let, let let's take for example. I'm going to a amusement park when I'm little. You're not supposed to be at the amusement park feeling crappy. You're supposed <laughs> to be there feeling good, right? Yeah. And when you're feeling good, these, these good things are happening. These rides and winning stuff, cotton candy, and all this other stuff, right? Think about this, man. It's it's a whole thing about these vibrations you had when you were a child. You can bring those forward because you're sure going to have them when you get older. I mean, like really old. You're going to mm-hmm. have some of that stuff come right back to you. And in between this whole thing that we miss, we miss this thing. We 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 seem to go through this forgetful phase because we don't have this whole period of indoct- indoctrination, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and we're just we're just trying to figure this thing of life out and all this. And we're adding all these things that are really not good for us, right? And as a kid, you're like, man, I'm trying to enjoy myself. And it's like, I always have to think, maybe this is the reason why a lot of kids 
under 10 don't have all these health problems as adults have. They eat the same foods, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Charlie, how many children do you have? Uh, the ones that are mine are not mine. <laughs> or, or the ones I admit to. <laughs> well, all, all of them, right? No. So, <laughs> y'all, y'all eating the same four, thing at night, right? Four they, children, yep. Right. Yep. You're eating the same things at night, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And you wake up, you're like, wow, I got this going. I got this ailment, this, 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 this going on, right? They eating all that stuff, right? Whether it's good or bad. It's a whole level of things that we go through, right? Adults, the, the in-between. We're so inundated by stress, all these other stuff. We're constantly being bombarded. I think I shared last time when I did this group um, called Man Up. I had these men in the room doing a high-level coaching with them. And one of them told me he can't remember the last time someone says, I believe in you. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Right? So hearing these things, words of vibrations, right? missing this we're missing this whole thing about what this is supposed to be about it's how you feel and you could find someone right imagine if everyone i threw a challenge i throw this challenge out to everyone who sees this if you can get two people a day that you can put a smile on their face you've done a great service to humanity mm-hmm. imagine that yeah do that yeah. And guess what? They may do it to somebody else. Next thing you do, you got this groundswell. Mm-hmm. That's part of it's going to lift us out of this funk that we're under. I agree. I this really is why. Do. So if you put all the stats and all this stuff aside, right? People not feeling their best. And when that happens, you get mental illness. You get more of it, right? But people are feeling better, right? You know what I do sometimes at night to get me at a different place, Charlie? And it's not a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. not a drinker. I'll go in and, and I'll look at the like the best um, roller coasters across the world. And sometimes it makes me, because I, I'm a big amusement park fan, right? Mm-hmm. And it really gets me like a place of joy, right? How many people know things they can do every day to get themselves in a place of joy? Maybe that should be on the news every day, mm-hmm. Charlie, right? Yeah. If you saw that every day, you'd be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll try that this Friday. You know, something. And so that brings you joy and it brings you hope. Imagine that. Joy and hope. Joy and hope. Joy. That, that, that joy and hope, that other stuff cannot, cannot exist at the same time as joy and hope. Did you know that, Charlie? No. No, I didn't. Yeah. That's how our brain works. Joy and hope stands on its own. These other things cannot exist when you have joy and hope because hmm. it's a pivoting. Makes sense. Now it makes sense. Yes. Yeah. I love it. It's going to inspire something that I'm going to write today. You know? But, um, I, uh, well, fellas, I got, uh, 55 minutes into the podcast and, um, I truly, um, you know, we're going to always continue this. We're going to continue this. And when I look to my left, you know, I'm going to write, I'm going to see coach there and Michael, when I'm looking on the screen, I, I can almost 
count on your name popping up within the first five. Yeah, we appreciate five. that, Michael. Yeah, and um, it, it means a lot to me. Um, me too. Because what Mike Smale does is he always gives you something back. He'll listen, and then he's going to throw something back to you, you know, either after the podcast or during the podcast. But he's also always going to give you something else um, to support you, to add to what we're doing. And um, that's one thing I like about Michael. And please continue doing what you're doing for us. I like I like being the sponge. I mean, I like learning. I'm, I I I kind of classify my classify myself as being very curious about a number of things. Um, but this has kind of struck a chord with me, Charlie, with some of the writings that I've been going through and some of the stuff I shared with you. Um, so it kind of plays into that a little bit as far as just trying to be open with some of that and um, going back and trying to open that up in my mind and some of the struggles that I had as a, as a young person um, in dealing with some of that as an athlete. And that's mm-hmm. been a little bit challenging, as I mentioned, to go through and write. But so this has been sort of kind of opened that door for me a little bit and cracked it open for me to um, go back and listen to what you guys are contributing to this particular topic and then how I can kind of drive that forward from my own creative side. Yeah. And that's, and, and all that you mentioned, all of that, you know, that's when the guy on the bottom of the screen, coach M 100 comes in, you know, the guy as amazing, um, can analyze different things or support you. So bring on some of those conversations to Myron Speller. And I guarantee you, Michael, he's going to, he's going to give you some uh, inspiration and encouragement. And um, that's why he's a life skills coach. He's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, you know, that. Can I say one last thing for you? Though, Charlie? Of course. Um, I'm going to send out um, a meeting invite to everybody we know. Uh, me and my wife are doing this uh, immunity um, uh, initial event, online event, and then we'll invite people to our um, four or five week uh, coaching sessions, uh, which I think would be awesome because um, I'll, I'll say it this way. Um, so we had COVID and I think just about everybody had it, whether you had sniffles and they can get tested or something, right? What what, what about the next biggest thing? Are, are we prepared? Because we can't have a million people die again, right? Mm-hmm. So 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 my my wife and I, uh, we've come up with a lot of things that help people stay healthy. So we'll we'll we're, we're going to invite people to come out and share what they think and all that. So we're going to do that next week. So um, we'll invite people out. We'll invite everybody we know, and we'll just uh, we'll take it from there. Good, good, good. Michael should join us, man. I would love to. I would love to be a part of that. Good, good. The um, all right. Well, okay. my two great friends. I am fortunate to be in your company, um, and be in your lives. And I, I let's build off this. What we have, it's amazing already. And, uh, coach, you let me know when our bi-weekly is up and when your schedule allows it and we'll set up our next, uh, we will podcast for the mental health. Okay. Absolutely. All right. All right. All right guys. Nice meeting you. Nice right. meeting you, Michael. Thank you, Michael, for your Take support. Care, Love right. you guys. Take well, care. Well, All right. Bye-bye. Take care.
All right. My two amazing guests. And, you know, they're, they're, uh, I love talking to those two dudes and, um, and, um, and amazing people. All right, everyone. I got a podcast on May 4th and it's going to be Macy's bakery, you know, with, uh, Maya Livermento, she'll be on. And then a couple of days after that on the seventh, I will have, um, Ali D'Souza director, producer, actor, artist, you know, he'll be on, on the seventh. So I got some outstanding guests coming up next week, you know, and, um, so continue to support the Really Charlie podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and and Buzzsprout. Um, and feel free, you know, get in touch with me if you want someone on the podcast. You know, definitely reach out to me, and I'll get that guest on the podcast. And um, just trying to bring things to you, man. Bring bring some things to you, some stories. And give people flowers while they're standing. So I really, truly, truly appreciate you all for listening to me. And continue to like uh, the Really Charlie YouTube channel. God bless. And I will end with the music and the intro from my man, Lionel Peter Walker. Good night, y'all. God bless. It's the really Charlie podcast. Yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yo, yo, it's the really Charlie podcast. Bumping through your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill your glass. Yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yo, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Bumping through your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill your glass.